Welcome back to the third episode of Valar Podcastus. I'm Dan DeBoof, at Dan DeBoof on Twitter if you want to follow me. And we're discussing episode three. It's called The Queen's Justice, which after seeing the final scene of the episode, I think it might refer to multiple queens uh, because we had a few in this episode. And yeah, that final scene as well. I'll be discussing it all with Dean Thomas Dino from Nova 100. You can follow him at Dean on Air and listen to him on Chrissy Sam and Brownie on Nova 100. But let's discuss episode three of the greatest show on television, Game of Thrones. This season, three episodes in, and it feels like it's been all killer, no filler. No filler. Past, Past seasons, you could accuse them of having one to two filler eps. Even like, I think this one might have been a filler ep, but it didn't feel like a filler ep. And when you think of the stuff that happened in this episode, like even the fact that like John and Daenerys finally met. Huge moment. Huge. Like we made the whole series for it. Like if you say like it's ice and fire, Mm. like what Melisandre was saying, that this is what the whole story is about. Mm. This was like finally the moment. And you you just rode up on shore and had a chat. And speaking of reunions, uh, Bran has finally seen a family member. Yep, and wasn't he just tickled pink about it? Underwhelming. (laughs) And why did they have a powwow in the snow? Get next to a fire. I know, and it was just like, hello, sister, I have so much to tell you. Okay, tell me all about it. Eh, it's complicated. I reckon, I reckon part of Sansa was disturbed about what he said, and part of her was like, I think Bran, Bran's lost his mind. He's- oh, I know. She was like, oh, fat lot of good you are, Mr. Cripple. Yeah. It's yeah. like when you've got a friend who lives overseas, and like you know, you don't see him for three or four years, and a lot happens. You, know, you lose jobs, you move house, you have breakups, you get married, all this sort of stuff. And then when you catch up with your friend, it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, you know, heaps of stuff happened, but like, yeah, it's just been business as usual, you yeah, know? Yeah, It was the same sort of thing. Like, they caught up and it's like, yeah, at least he could have said, um, by the way, do you know who Jon Snow's folks are? Yes. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be the what you lead with? Yeah, like, imagine the people gossiping after uh, Cersei and Euron had that exchange. So mm. he's, he's paraded everyone in like a WWE entrance. Mm. That was pretty spectacular entrance. Mm. But the bit where he goes, I want I want you. And she goes, you can have this after we win. Can you imagine saying that in front of everyone in that room? That was the gossip the gossip mill would have been running. <laughs> I just yeah, I but with Bran and Sansa, I was just saying like surely like cuz he was saying like you looked so good in your wedding night in your wedding dress. Mm. Don't be cryptic. Just but also, it's just like, mate, like you can have the power to go and travel through time, mm. see anything happen anywhere. You could look into any window. You could sit in on any meeting. You could do whatever you want. Mm. And you went to the night your sister got raped. Creep. That's what you went and had a look at. And that's what you're leading with in terms of like the things when you finally meet up with her after so long far away, when you finally meet up with her and you're like, this is what I saw. Like, mate, you saw so much stuff. Yeah. You could have seen anything. Yeah, why why deliberately bring up something traumatic in a weird way? You could go back to like when dragons just roamed around like oh, normal no. like animals all over the place. You could go back to see like when Aegon first came over and conquered the continent. You could go back and watch all sorts of cool stuff. I understand is the oracle, but where did his spunk go? Where did that spark go? You could go back to like when like, you know, oh, remember that cool trip we all took as a family? Yes. That weekend away? How good was that? Now I'm a three-eyed raven. What does that mean? I don't know. It's hard to describe. Uh, it literally, just uh, you, next to the tree. Yeah. Just, oh, hold my hand. I'll show you. Check yeah. this out. Just 
Ah! I- impress your sister. I found that very frustrating. Lift. Why? Why wouldn't you lead with that? Why wouldn't you say, like, here's the stuff I've found out. Let's solve some stuff. Well, there was so much happening in this app. I feel like they had to jerk us with one bit, and that's probably it. Like, that was they gave the tease. Us nothing. Yeah, because that's what Ga- Game of Thrones is famous for that. Just drip feeding little bits of plot and driving you insane. And this is like, in all the other bits, it was like, happening, 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 happening. Yes. With this one, it was like... Will something happen here? Also, did you think it was going to be Arya at the gates? I did, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I thought the same thing. Hey, Arya looks like Courtney Barnett. Yes or no? Yeah, okay. Thank you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's go back to the start, sort of when Snow rocks up yep. to uh, meet uh, Khaleesi and Tyrion. Yes. How cool was the walk from the beach to the castle mm. and the deliberate dragon cameo? Yeah, I like. He was like, "I'm not a Stark," and then the dragon just comes straight overhead, like. <laughs> it's like, yes, you are, so, and you're one of us too. So good, and then uh, yeah, Tyrion that acting cool. Yeah, like, oh, oh yeah, what? dragons. Oh, whatever, mate. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, do dragons scare you? But you can imagine, like, when they go north to the wall and see all the White Walkers, John can pull the same stunt. Yeah. Mm. Oh, sorry, what? Ice zombies? <laughs> they, they don't hang out where you are? Oh. Tyrion's value in this episode was you couldn't put a price in it. Some other apps, I felt like he's just been, you know, cowardly standing next to yeah. Khaleesi. But he was invaluable in this app in being a wonderful mediator. Yeah, he was a good power broker, wasn't he? And mm. sort of like, even to Jon Snow, he's like, maybe there's something yep. that I can give you. <coughs> Dragon glass. <coughs> Wink. And Jon Snow's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> he's very good at uh, letting people suggest it themselves, but really he's the one that's yeah. suggested it. Maybe there is something I can give to you. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah. on the flip side, he was like, why didn't I realize that Euron would destroy our fleet so quickly? Oh man, they've Cersei's really winning at the yeah. moment, isn't she? Yeah, I mean, well, we'll get to that in a second because there's a lot but going on with Cersei and um, where she's at right now. Yep. And I think there's a really interesting difference in um, you saw two people who killed um, Jamie and Cersei's kids die yes. in this episode. Well, not die because Ilaria is still in prison, but you saw her demise. Yep. And I, I'm pretty sure that's the last we'll see. Is of Highgarten or Dawn. Is there any chance that uh, Cersei, being the saddest that she is, didn't put any poison on her daughter at all and it's just mental anguish? I like that idea. That's cool. Because that would be just the worst. Um, I think it's pretty bad as is. But yeah, yeah. so she's just going to starve to death. Yeah. Um, did you think when... I, I think they did it really well. Like You know the backstory with Dawn. So Ilaria Sand is like the paramour of um, Oberyn Martell. Right. And, you know, the mountain crushed his head and that's why Cersei was like, maybe I can crush your head, you mm-hmm. know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and when Ilaria was first brought into the throne room and the mountain was just standing there, mm. I was just like, oh, oh dear. no. Like, oh, I was just dear. like, oh, because he's a pretty, like, he's he's a big fan of raping people. He's a, that's one of his key interests. Oh, dear, yeah. And I was just like, oh, that would be so gross. And I was like... I really hope they don't go down that path. You know how we, yep. at the end of last season with the scepter, the yeah. shame, shame, yeah. they just left her in the room with the mountain. You were Awful. just like, uh-huh. Yeah. I'm like that Cersei was just a little bit like 
kind of finessed the plan a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so that whole exchange with Euron, are, are they definitely allies or is he going to get annoyed with Cersei kind of teasing him? I think they both want to um, betray the other maybe mm. because she is saying, yeah, I'll marry you after I win the war. Yeah. But maybe like she'll send him off on a suicide mission or who knows, right? He's, he's drunk with power at the moment. Yeah. He loved riding in on that yeah. horse. Um, whereas the Iron Bank guy. Yes. Um, Mark Gaddis, he was like, um, you know, how, how far can you trust the Ironborn? How do you know they won't turn on you? Mm. I don't think they're the world's best alliance. No. Um, I think the main thing that's working in Cersei's favor is that Euron loves killing people. But the thing against her is his mad ego. Yeah. And also just his unpredictable nature. Yeah. What a firecracker that man is. Yeah, he's a real wild card, isn't he? He's our new uh, person that we love to hate, and I love hating him. Yeah, and um, weird, just like, out of the blue, just like, does she like it rough? Does she like it gentle? A finger in the bomb? Yeah, oh dear. <laughs> just straight to that. Hey. That's like his go-to tactic. <laughs> A genuinely funny bit uh, with the meeting of uh, Daenerys and Jon Snow, the yeah. difference in introductions. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's also Breaker good... of chains, mother of dragons, blah, 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 blah. And then so Davos is like, this is Jon Snow. This is Jon Snow. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, again, yeah, it was one of those ones where Davos did the speech that Jon wasn't able to because mm. Jon's a very reluctant leader. He doesn't want to be a king. Um... He just thought, you know what, I'm just a, I'm just a crappy bastard and I'll just grind away my years on the wall. Yeah. Whereas now he's king in the north, he's running Winterfell, he's leading the wildlings, he's leading the northerners, he's treating with a Targaryen queen. Like None of this is what he thought he was going to have seven seasons ago. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's very reluctant. He doesn't want to be in this situation. So he needs someone like Davos to be that... Um, charismatic, persuasive leader type mm -hmm. in the same way that he needed Samwell to get elected and, and he needed, um, you know, Stannis to have a bit of kinglyship about him. He needed Melisandre to tell him to believe in himself, all this sort of stuff. He needs all this. Yep. So that's why he sort of had Davos there to sort of um, create that side of him. Yeah, they say, like, if you want to be successful, surround yourself with people who are better than you mm -hmm. and then ride on their coattails to the top. <laughs> yep. That's what he's kind of doing. But so is Daenerys, because she's the opposite. She's always wanted to be queen. She's felt it's her birthright. It's her manifest destiny. She deserves it. It was taken from her. All she's doing is getting back to her starting point, right? But, like, she's that hasn't been easy. She's been through some shit. Yeah, and plus, she's getting a bit, like... Um, too big for her boots, carried away. I deserve this. None shall stand in my way. I thought that, but then when she listed her, her what she survived, then I thought, okay, yeah, no, fair enough. You, you, you deserve this. Yeah, I mean, if anyone had been through that, but her fundamental mm. reason okay. for being queen, in is her, her opinion, blood. Is, yeah, is because it's just cause. Yeah. Okay. It's what I should have. So where is it? Yeah. Right. Um, but she needs. Someone like Tyrion to smooth it all over a bit. She doesn't yeah. have the charm. She doesn't have the per people skills. Yep. She's used to rocking up at Slaver's Bay and just killing everyone. True. I also thought it was wonderful how the intro didn't go very well. And over the episode, you can see how it's probably helped their relationship. The fact that they had a bit of an argument at the start. 
It wasn't just like, yes, let's let's uh, become friends and conquer the world. Yeah, and there also wasn't um, a sexual tension plotline. No. Which I thought was really good because, as we know, um, after the flashback last season, um, Daenerys is Jon Snow's auntie. Yeah. So and we've had enough incest. That's it. If Speaking they'd of... had it, yeah. If they'd had the whole, will they, won't they, and it turned to be some weird Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia kind of thing, and yeah. Like you just would have been a bit. I think there are a lot of fans out there who are like, "Man, Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen are so good looking. Imagine if they kissed." Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but also, they're both leaders. Mm. Yeah. So I kind of like that. I like that they didn't default to sexy. Hey, speaking of incest, I hope Cersei cleaned the poison off her mouth. <laughs> Were you thinking that? It went straight. Uh, yeah, from that I did. Scene, I did think that straight to Felicia. Do a little, little. Um, I know, but I'm, all I'm yep. just, you know, you got to get it all. I get what you mean. For um, he's already lost. He's already lost a hand. <laughs> he doesn't need to be losing any more limbs. <laughs> Give the man a something. Um, uh, there was a quite a cool thing that I read about on the internet on the way here, Dino. Mm. Is that um, did you notice how Cersei's handmaiden mm. had the exact same haircut and costume as Cersei? What for? What purpose? When like just uh, you know how Cersei was like, who cares who sees us having sex? I'm the queen. I can do what I want. Yes, right. Yes, yes. She comes to the door, and then the she opens the door, and the handmaiden who's like, oh, there's you know someone to see or whatever. Clean the sheets. Yeah, it's got the same haircut, same outfit. Right. And at first you're like, oh yeah, maybe because like you know bodyguard. But body but also double. like how everyone used to um. Oh, Everyone used to like dress like Marjorie when she was like the cool queen. Oh, yeah. So maybe it's like they're just trying to suck up, right? right? Okay. But the interesting thing I read on the internet is that's not a new character. That's one of the handmaidens who has been like since series one constantly in King's Landing. Really? But with like longer hair and like pink kind of outfits and whatever. And it's like ne- you never noticed her before. But now that she's like dressed like Cersei, everyone was like, oh, who's this, you know, is Cersei making all the handmaidens dress like her and stuff? It's like, that handmaiden has been in the series all along. Was it a deliberate move for her to be not recognisable until now? No, I think it's the other way around. I think it's like, we've only noticed her because she's copying Cersei now. Right. Which is like, A, it's like, it's an interesting little touch to Mm -hmm. be like, you know, that even the servants are trying to sort of emulate this new queen and get on her good side. But it also, Vanity Fair in their recap said it goes to prove that if you want to be noticed, good little sharp haircut and an image change goes a long way. Snappy. Yeah. Hey, in in 20 seconds, can you uh, explain to me the debt chat that Cersei had with the dude from the bank? Okay, so... So the Lannisters always pay their debts, right? Yes. That's like their their Castle Rock is built on a gold mine. They've got heaps of money. But mm-hmm. a few seasons ago, uh, Tywin was like, we've got no money. We mm-hmm. borrowed all this money from the Iron Bank. We're broke. Right? They are now basically in mortgage, the Iron Bank. The Iron Bank have been allying with them and they're like, we want our money back. Mm-hmm. And Cersei is like, well, look, you can either get it back from foreigners, savages, and dragons, or you can get it back from Lannisters who always pay their debts. Who are you going to side with? <laughs> Thank you. Excellent. And pretty good argument, really. If you're a bank, if you're a bank, good yeah, argument. I know, but it's also like, you know, like how well are you doing when your best ally is also your mortgagor? Like yeah. you literally owe them hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. 
I didn't know you were going to put the pressure music on me there. Well, you did great. You I know, I was well. just free-balling. I was hey, just free-balling. I'd have you in battle after that performance. You didn't do a yeah. reek and just jump into the ocean. <laughs> Sploosh. He was, he was fished out of the ocean. Yeah, I know. That was another one where it was like, ah, just fished out by his own team. Nothing happening there. But then it was implied that he's a coward straight away. Like everyone's saying, reek's a coward, reek's a coward. I, yeah. This is the sort of show that hangs on to characters like that and they have the, a, yeah. a big redemptive moment. I, yeah. I think there's still some something there. Yeah, it's interesting. It's um like we were saying last week, you could have thought that the Sansa, him rescuing Sansa from wall. Ramsay was his jumping off the wall. Was his redemptive moment, but apparently not. He's he's got more in him because he's too pathetic and they're still they're making too much of a point of how pathetic he is. Yeah, and they're keeping him around. They're keeping him around. Um and also we haven't seen what's happened to Asha Greyjoy yet. No. So she's still in play. Yeah, because we thought she died. Well, I did after the last episode. Mm. Not no, the case. Still there. All right. Um, what did you make of Varys and Melisandre talking on the clifftop? He can't. He can't talk to anyone that isn't a leader without looking and sounding creepy. Yep. He's so creepy. He's. Uh, he freaks me out. But so all bad. of the all of the sort of uh, twisty, turny, conniving, scheming characters, Littlefinger, Varys. You know, they're all a bit. Yeah. Well, why do people trust these guys? Was that a veiled threat by Melisandre at the end when just before he walked off? Like, this is where you'll die? It's interesting, isn't it? I wonder, like, because there's a few things going on there. Like, I know that um, if you remember a few seasons ago when both of them were wandering around Westeros, Arya and Melisandre actually met each other. Yes. And um, remember she like looked into her eyes and was like, you know, these eyes, something. And it was, it was basically like she was prophesizing that Arya was going to kill her one day. Yeah. Yes. So, and so that's, I think, why she was like, I have to return to Westeros to die. Did she show genuine remorse for killing Stannis' daughter? Yeah. I, well, she was sort of like, I've made mistakes yeah. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I think the problem with Melisandre is... It would be very, you know how in fantasy novels and fantasy series and stuff, there's the wise wizard or witch or whatever who tells the future and it comes true. Mm -hmm. It just always comes true. I think Melisandre is like the flawed prophecy person. Right, okay. Like, or prophet would be a better way to say prophecy person. (laughs) Prophecy person. (laughs) Damn. Um, So like, it's quite a good like subversion of that cliche where it's like, oh, um, she can predict the future. But everyone makes mistakes in their job sometimes, mm-hmm. and she does. She sees things, they're not quite right. She's trying to haze her way through it. She gets it right sometimes, like, you know, she's 400 years old. You're describing her like a cheap psychic. Yeah, I guess. But there's magic there, because you can bring people back from the dead, and she's 400 years old thanks she to her amulet. gave birth to a demon. That was impressive. And she gave birth to a demon, right? Stuff. So she's got the power. Mm, okay. I think she's just a little hazy on how to use it. I don't know why she's going back to Volantis. Yeah. Given the fact that anyone in this series can get from A to B like that, she could be back in Westeros in True. a few weeks. Who knows? Also, I'm really glad that Jon Snow was just there at the start of yeah, this. Yeah, I know. That we could have wasted a lot of time. We didn't. This Thank is what you. we spoke about last week. In, yep. Instead of sticking to the timeline and treading water, yep. who knows how the timeline is happening? Good point. Who knows? Hey, remember how I said uh, Arya looks like uh, rock star Courtney Barnett? You're going to play some? I've got another one for you. All right. Euron looks like the love child of Russell Brand and Bam Magera. Pay it. Pay it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Thank you. Can I order some sound effects for next week? Sure. I just want a boing. That's sure. all I want. <laughs> boing <laughs> easy. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so, yeah, Cersei's whole scene. Let's get back to the, the, the dawn, Dornish scene. Yeah. It was pretty evil. It was pretty demented, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it was also... Because there's a lot of parallels between Cersei and the uh, the Mad King. Mm. And this is another good parallel is the same way that if you think of um, a father chained to a wall while the son is dying in front of him, mm-hmm. that's how Ned Stark's brother and father died. Oh, wow. The Mad King burnt Ned Stark's... I don't know whether it was the father who was burnt and the son who was chained or vice versa. Right. But basically, Ned Stark's brother and father went to see the Mad King, mm-hmm. and he dangled one of them over fire to slowly roast, while the other had to like try and, and oh. free him and strangled on the chains. Oh, that's the worst. Same thing that Cersei's kind of done to Alaria and Tyene. Just out of reach. Exactly. So it's re- the parallels between the Mad King and Cersei are at an all-time high. Is it fair to say that violence and uh, gross sadistic behaviour turns Cersei on? Or was it just a coincidence that we went from that awful scene to her going down on Jamie? No, I reckon it definitely turns her on. We, it's, yep. she's, she's I reckon, a... and it's like... I... <laughs> that sounded more like a laser. <laughs> I think it was both. Um, was that because you said turned on? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah. Good one. Yeah. yeah. Was only, that, only you didn't one. even care about the question, did you? No, no I didn't. No, nah, you just wanted a boing. <laughs> but it's fair though, right? Um, I also found it. Yeah. Yeah. And I found it interesting as well that he said no, but she kept going. Yeah. Considering there was, I remember a few seasons ago, there was all the furor over the, um, the rape scene in the sept. Yeah. Where he did that to her. Mm. And, um, it was right when they were starting to build Jamie up as a positive character. Yeah, that's right. And then he did that. And now ever, yeah. And he's been in internal turmoil ever since. Mm. It was interesting to see that flipped and to see her coming onto him and him saying no. Yeah. They didn't really play it too heavily. It wasn't really, um, they didn't put a spotlight on it, but I just did notice it that he went, no, but she kept going. Yeah. So I just found that interesting. At this point, are we clinging to any light inside Jamie? I mean, we'll get to the end of this episode because, oh, that was tough to, tough yeah. to watch. I mean, we can talk about it now if you want, um, and we can just, you know, seesaw all around the timeline like the creators of the show themselves. Well, just quickly, um, we, we went to, to Winterfell and saw that Sansa's becoming quite a commander, like with her, is there leather on those? Correct. Oh, that was pretty cool. She knows her stuff. And then Littlefinger said something pretty fascinating, like if you... Create every outcome in your own head. You'll yeah. never be surprised. You'll never be surprised. Ding dong. Here's your long lost brother. Fuck. <laughs> no, you got me. I didn't think of that. You got me, Sansa. <laughs> well played. <laughs> You'll never be surprised. Long lost brother. Oh, man. I know. It was so good. Yeah, I think they did that on purpose. I think the show is really making Littlefinger look like ultimate dweeb this yeah, season. He's really copying it. Uh, we touched on Bran and Sansa earlier. Yes. That's pretty much taken care yes. of. Yes. We'll um, get more from that surely in the next episode. Surely. I we just, got nothing. It just really, yeah, that really frustrated me. Hey, let's go to Jorah. Yep. Grayscale's off. He's in yep. full remission. It seems like it's as easy to cure Grayscale as it is to bring Jon Snow back from the <laughs> dead or to cure Arya of multiple stab wounds. <laughs> sometimes he- this show can just, boop, thing solved. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And we can't 
dwell on it, but it did clear up pretty bloody well. Yeah, I think when you have this many plot lines and this many characters and this, there's this so much going on, sometimes you just got to solve things in a scene. Now, poor Jorah. Yeah. Doesn't he remind you of a friend that genuinely thinks they have a chance with someone out of their league? Yeah, and I know. You're trying to just gently say, no, you don't have a chance, but they just, it's in their head that it's, they're... It's not even that she's out of his league. She just doesn't want to be with him. She's not keen, mate. And when she sent you on that mission to cure Grayscale, I think that was more just, can you can you piss off? Yeah. And now he's going to come back and say, <laughs> I did it. She's going to be like, oh, oh okay. Um, uh, here's another mission. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now I want you to turn water into gold. Off you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I I did like as well, like at the end where he was like, your reward is to, to transfer these mouldy scrolls onto new paper. Oh, it's like, Sam. you've cured an ancient disease. Now do some data entry. <laughs> uh, I, I thought because it's Game of Thrones, he was going to get expelled for that. So that was a, for me, that was a nice thing that he didn't. Something I was thinking about yes. was, um, so the Citadel is very head in the sand, right? Mm. They're very much like... There's no White Walkers because they're not in the books. Uh, you can't cure Grayscale because you're not doing it according to our rules. This sort of stuff, right? They, they, they figure out exactly what they know and they stick to it blindly. But there are some people who train at the Citadel and for one reason or another decide to go off book. Mm-hmm. And two examples, that, and they're completely opposite examples. One is Sam. Mm-hmm who wants to try and save the world from climate change Mm -hmm. and he wants to try and um, cure Grayscale and he's very noble in his ambitions, Mm -hmm. but he goes off book to do it. The other example of that is Kyburn, who goes off book as well. He was a maester as well. Remind me of who Kyburn is. The guy who reanimated the mountain. Right. Cersei's creepy guy. Yep. Who found all the wildfire. With the big beard. No, no, that's Pycelle. No, the Shit. new guy, the new guy. who The disciplined Sam just now. Nope. Ah, oh, come on! No. Nope. Oh, the new guy, yes. In and, King's Landing. And he was in the room with the poison. Yep. Gotcha. So he is also a maester, but he's gone off book too. You could argue that Sam and him are just as bad as each other. Because they're both pursuing these carefully researched scientific methods for their own ends mm. without telling anyone. But one, re- one represents darkness and the other light. Correct. But you've got to go off book to to get there. Yeah. So I found that really interesting. That's what I was thinking when he was giving his speech about how how he was kind of like, you've gone, you know, we don't do the surgery for this reason and blah, blah, blah. But lucky you're good. Yeah. But it's like, well, what if he was evil? That's why you have the rules. Interesting. That's a great, great call. Yeah. When I was was watching the um, Jim Broadbent sort of speech, I was like, oh, yeah, but it's kind of what the other guy's doing too. Now, mm. do you like how we saw the invasion of Castle Rock uh, done in like a abbreviated short form? Uh, I kind of dug it. Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was a bit goofy. It was a bit like, we could do this. like a double blind. Like, you're like, is this happening? No, what? Oh. And I mean, considering this whole series is, again, it's all being compacted. It's all intense. It felt a bit weird to be like getting an ep- a bit where I was like, well, this isn't happening. But this is. And then it cut to the Lannister army, but they're in a different castle. And you're like, ah. What? So you didn't yeah. like how they executed it? Oh, I thought it was a bit silly. Okay. Yeah. Who knew that Tyrion once worked in sanitation? 
the people who've read the books. Yeah! Damn it! <laughs> so you knew yeah. that that was coming. I didn't know it was coming, but I knew that he was the in charge of the sewers. They at made Kirst- a point Kirst- of that. Yeah, but yeah. at the time, you would have thought it was just a degrading job. It wouldn't yeah, have any future yeah. value. Which but now, did. yeah, but now I'm like, ah, oh, it's George R. R. Martin. Like, I reckon he's going to use that in the later books that still aren't bloody out yet. That was cool. Um, yeah, so yeah, I did think that was cool. Um, I always get annoyed though when, because we get such amazing big battle scenes, yeah, um, like Hard Home or Battle of the Bastards or um, King's Landing, all this sort of stuff. When you get a a sort of abbreviated one, a, a budget battle scene, yeah, something like, in a battle scene, but uh. so like it's like you just get one wall of a castle yeah. and you get a couple of ladders, and it's it just feels a little bit like yeah, takes away the the magnitude of it, yeah, um. It's, I almost kind of go, couldn't they have just found another way to do it? Like if they'd actually gone in through the sewers and come up or something like that, rather than having the whole like mini siege. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But it all feels a little green screen is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even when they were charging in to the castle door, it kind of just looked like they'd gotten like the same soldier and just copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, ramming into the door. But Ep 3, there's going to be so many battles ahead that I guess they're putting all their budget into. Yeah, and they've just got to do all these little mini battles. Yeah, You've got to have fleets getting destroyed at sea. The Lannisters are winning, Dan. And as I said, episode 3, it's like the Rocky films. The baddie always gets up early in the Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they're winning. I think they're just getting their little victories to sort of spur them on for their big fall. Yeah. the final scene. Oh, my God. Gut-wrenching. Everyone's favourite character. Yeah, I really like that. I thought it was really good. And it's a great (sighs) contrast between how Cersei treats the murderers of her children and how Jaime treats the murderers of his children. Yeah, good point. Look at what she did in the dungeons to Ilaria. Versus, I, I mean, do you even believe Jamie when he says, Cersei said this, Cersei said that, but then she decided, no, I persuaded her. Did he even persuade her? No, I think he's just going off his own humanity if there's yeah. any left inside him. Like he might even just hack her head off and put it on a spike and take it to Cersei. And you go, look, we beheaded her and we marched her through the city and all this sort of and stuff. And it's still a really nice thing to do. How messed up that sounds. Yeah. Like it's quite a human, yeah. It's a humane way, yeah. And even after, so she took the poison yeah. and then she spilled the beans. Oh, and then not just spilled the beans, was just chucking out missiles. Yeah. I thought he might draw his sword. Same, and make I it thought the same thing, yeah. And it would have been kind of warranted because she was, what's her name again? Nan? <laughs> She's uh, Lady Orlena. Now, we should the say Queen to anyone listening, I am just the passive watcher. Yeah. I just know who they are without the actual names. Yeah, that's why you've got me. Exactly. I'm your encyclopedia. She, you could call her the Queen of Thorns. The Queen of Thorns, Nan, Nan was just the best character. Yeah, the she was. The best character. Yeah, she's really good. Really well cast, really well acted, really well written. So strong. It's who you'd love your Nan to be. And so many great lines as well. Oh, A my sword God. swallower through and through. Yeah. Like, yeah, just so many good lines. And calling uh, Joffrey the sea bomb. Just at the right end. at the I end. Mean, yes! That was the cherry on her cake. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, and um, I've one of my mottos as a Game of Thrones reader and watcher, this is one of my personal mottos that I always bear in mind, is I don't, I'm not scared about my favourite characters dying. That's not something I worry about. All I want is for them to have an awesome death scene. Yeah, and you want to really feel. Like when the blackfish died off screen and we we're all sort of like, oh, well, that's kind of annoying. Here, you were like, you know what? She got that, like a little masterclass, a little mm-hmm. inside the actor's studio moment mm-hmm. just to just wipe the floor with her performance. 
It was and a- then be like, series wrap on Queen of Thorns. Yep. Boom, I'm out. It was like, such a wonderful murder scene. Yeah. And uh, let me draw a parallel to The Wire. Uh, which I, I haven't seen The Wire, okay. so so you might have to... I definitely won't say anything. You're going to drop a huge, spoiler? Yeah, I was going to, but there's a scene... Well, well, people, one day. Well, well, listeners to this podcast mm-hmm. who are also viewers of The Wire yes. appreciate what you're winking at right now? Yeah, I think they will. Okay. It's just... Do you want me to say it? No, don't say it, but let's say it in a way that I won't understand it, but they will. Prop Joe. That's all I'll say. All right. Okay. See, yeah, there you can't go. really go into it. All right. Yeah. Okay. But I, I reckon listeners are like, oh, yeah, Dino. Well I just said. love the yeah. respectful chat between the two when one of them knows their, their fate. When I they know. both know yeah, their fate. Yeah, yeah. It's a really lovely way of doing it. If you were going to get murdered, I'd probably rather it that way. Me personally, or like if one was going to get you murdered? You just drank that coffee. Do I? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Why? Why did I accept your hospitality? Drink it! Why did I partake in your bread and salt? What an episode. Yeah, I thought it was really good. And like I said, I think it was a filler episode and it was still bloody good. A killer filler. I think we're three from three. Bang. And now, you know what we've got left now? What? The final ten episodes of Game of Thrones. Oh. Counting the second half of this series and the next series. How final many episodes in this one? Seven or six? Yeah, seven. Oh, that's so annoying. So we've got four left. We've only got four more weeks of Game of Thrones. Feels like it's only just starting. I know. It's insane. It's been going for almost a month, this latest season. Well, no, it's been going for three weeks. (laughs) It's more of a month than not. (laughs) Okay, all right, all right. Let's put a bullet in this. Um, Have you got any predictions? Great times. (laughs) And uh, incest. (laughs) You? Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I'm guessing because they weren't in this episode, we'll see the Hound and Arya next week. Oh, yeah. And and more of Bran. We need need Bran to give us something. Absolutely, yeah. Please let Bran tell someone he knows who Jon Snow's parents are. It's like... It's like the greatest mystery of the show told to one person. And that one person is just the show's shittest communicator. (laughs) Ah! 